Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I am here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Once again, good evening, sir. Hey, how are you, Scott? Rocking and rolling, man. Uh, excited for tonight's episode. Um, as things tend to happen pre-recording, uh, when you dropped this bomb in my lap earlier today, I was like, wait, wait, what? What am I, what am I reading? Wait, wait <laughs> I ate this? So confused. Um, cause it was I like to, I like to do that. Yeah. It was completely out of context. Like just random, like drop into the message. Oh yeah. No context. There was no preamble, nothing, nothing. no explanation. Right. Nope. Nope. Um, but it was impactful because then I started thinking about it and we went back and forth a little bit and yeah, it's, I think it's going to be kind of the next step in, in the evolution and, and kind of how we, we begin to, to frame this for the long term. Um, mm-hmm. you know, as we, continue to dive into the process and how to refine it and, you know, give you guys the listeners and the people asking us for guidance and coaching and the Facebook group and all these different things that we have going on and all the feedback. We're trying to find the the common threads of, of what y'all want, right? Cause we can get up here and talk about our story and, you know, research and all this stuff. But if it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, what, you know, what's going to make translate into action and transformation and, long-term results, which is the whole plan of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to dip into the, the fight against the calorie, uh, you know, the move more, uh, eat less model. You know, it just today when you dropped this to me, I was like, Ooh, I don't know. I, I think this, this might be like the, the opening of the, the barn door, so to speak. Yeah. So, um, so in case you're wondering out there, I text Scott this morning and I said, quote, I already had this meal, end quote. That's all. That's all I said. So um, waited a little bit and eventually text me back something like, wait, what does that mean? So, right? Something I was like thinking, that. did you break your fast? I thought you were fasting until Wednesday. I was like, wait a minute. I didn't get an invite. I was so angry. And then I'm like, wait, what does this mean? Right. Yeah. And uh, so followed up with a little explanation. So what I meant was if we frame a fasted meal like we had already eaten it at some point in the past, it helps to kind of justify why we're skipping this meal. So whether we're talking to somebody else or we need it for our own explanation, reinforcement, um, it's a really helpful way to explain it. So you explained it to me exactly that way. And I came back at you with a uh, text message blank stare, which was <laughs> like a moment of about, you know, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes of silence. Cause I still was not following the thought process because it's such an ab it's such the opposite way to frame things. 
it's it's such the opposite way because we're always looking at like calories in, right? Mm-hmm. And how much expenditure, how much energy, how much effort can I can I burn off to, right. to to make up the difference and get in a calorie deficit and so on and so forth, right? On the on the hamster wheel, so to speak, without slowing down the metabolism, right? right? So like I'm continually eating, <laughs> so I'm continually adding what your first example, which really started to make it click for me. And then the second one, which is impactful when you describe how you describe it to your daughter. But the first one I was like, okay, so it's almost like I'm, you know, I'm adding debt to the end of my loan. Like right. I've got, let's say I've got a credit card and I'm, and I'm, I'm like, all right, I'll put gas on my credit card and then I don't pay off the gas at the end of the month. Now I'm paying interest on the gas that I burned like last week. Right? Yeah. I already had that road trip. Yeah. Can you clean that up a little bit? Cause <laughs> love to. Um, so the whole analogy came from uh, when you're paying off debt, there's a really cool um, method, which is print out your old credit card statements, hang them up on the fridge. So whatever you're working on, let's say you're trying to pay down a thousand bucks. Well, go take that credit card statement or the little pieces that made it up and, and post it. And so each time, instead of worrying about paying off the whole thousand, pay off the $37, you know, that you spent on a couple of DVDs at Best Buy a few years back. Yeah. So, you know, or, or maybe, Hey, maybe it's even some VHS tapes or I don't know. Hey, tracks. Yeah. Right. I don't know what else. I don't know how long you're holding on to that debt for, but it's time to get rid of it. And it, it's a good method to visualize why you're doing it because you've already been enjoying whatever item it is that you bought. So make make that little bit of payoff tangible, make it real and make it connect back to something that had a connection to you. So do the same thing with, with the meal or with the calories and it becomes really easy to justify skipping a dinner with family. Even if you're sitting around and enjoying it, like I was with, with Charlotte and Jen and Carson, um, you know, they were, they were sitting there eating some Chipotle. It smelled delicious. Um, <laughs> when was and- it? Yeah, last night. And, okay, okay. And Charlotte said, Dad, are you eating? And I said, no, Charlotte, I already had this meal. And, um, and this isn't the first time I told her this, but this time I even like patted my belly. I said, no, it's right here. This meal is right here. I already had it. She said, you already had Chipotle? I said, well, no, no, not exactly. But, you know, a, a few years back, I already had this meal. It was, it was extra. And so now I don't need to eat it again. And she said, oh, Okay. That makes sense. So if you can make it make sense and connect for a three-year-old, you're on the, the simple path, um, you know, a very direct path. It, when you gave me the Charlotte example, I was like, oh, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Now, see, I'm, now see, I get it. That's when you got it, right? Yeah, I know. I got it a little bit with the whole debt <laughs> thing, right? Because I threw the, the credit card analogy, paying for gas and putting, you know, that whole thing. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, I think uh, I get I remember it. But, that. Yeah, but if we're talking about weight, right? So if we're talking about, you know, uh, the incremental increase of four to eight pounds, you know, every holiday season, right? From Halloween to New Year's, Mm -hmm. birthdays, the celebrations, you know, so we're talking about 40 to 60, some 20 to 40 on the low end, 40 to 60 pounds of weight, right? As you age through the last four decades of life, Mm -hmm. um, the, the calories that, that you're attempting to get rid of weren't eight tracks, right? <laughs> they were like the light bulb, like the invention of electricity. They're so from way back. back. Yeah, way back, right? 
you know, like kerosene lamp time. Like we didn't even, never mind. Like <laughs> you had the ability. Um, yeah. So it's just crazy. They've been there for so long. So frame it like, no, I already ate this meal. I've got it here. Mm-hmm. It was mind blowing to me. I was just like, how have I never realized that before? Yeah, I've had it. I still have it. I don't want it. I didn't need it then, but I definitely don't want it now. It's much right. worse than it was back then. Yeah, I don't need it. Go back to the college days. Yeah, this, the, uh, yeah. the Taco Bell fourth meal, the late night. Sure. Jason, Jason in Florida, if you're listening to this, the fourth or fifth meal <laughs> got me every time. But right. I don't need the fourth meal result <laughs> 10 years from now. Like I, I got married. I've got kids, you know. You know, I, I'm a anti dad bod. You know, I'm trying to get out of that. Like, I don't yeah. think that's great. Um, so I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. I don't want the fourth meal anymore. Uh, right. It's interesting if you're trying to make a decision. I was just thinking this on the fly and tell me if this, from a psychological standpoint, if it if it matches the same framework or same mindset. But mm-hmm. I was just thinking like, well, now if I'm about to indulge in something like that, I should think about like, oh. The fourth meal, I'm going to have that four decades from now. It's still going to be around my midsection. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. eat this and maybe I should stick to my fasting schedule and, you know, go home and eat something that's healthier or just continue to fast until my next meal is ready. Absolutely. That, that's a perfect example. And it's the same thing they do for credit counseling. So once you get out of debt, then the trick and the, the mastery of it, um, just like we talk about, is changing the habits so that you're set up for future success. And so what you need to do once you're out of debt, you're at the zero point. Okay. Every time you're going to make a buying decision later, stop and think. It's just a stop and think moment. And it's really easy. And um, all you do is visualize yourself. Okay. In a month from now or a year from now, will I be happy that I traded those dollars for this item? Same thing for the calories. Is this, a, is this a good trade? Is this a meal that I want? Or is this one that I'm going to regret? And make the decision like that. I think the way you framed it too is we're, we're building in wins. So through the framework, we're building in, you know, small wins or small psychological victories where it's like, it's not about letting willpower dictate because willpower is dictated by hormones. Hormone meaning insulin, insulin, satiety oh, yeah. hormones like the ones that make you feel full and the fake ones that make you feel like you're hungry right oh yeah emotion day to day your your drive to work i mean you know your willpower is going to be so volatile so if you're basing your your these important decisions on your willpower you you've already stacked all the chips against you so framing it this way then it, we're building in those wins right we're building in those psycho, those little mini psychological victories right mm-hmm. so i think you mentioned when you dropped the bomb on me in one of our conversations today, I feel like we talk a lot on Tuesday. It's probably because we record podcasts <laughs> most Tuesdays, yeah. right? Yeah. But you were saying something about you can frame it the same way when you hit a new low, like a victory uh, when you, when you get like a new low weight for the first time that you've hit a weight in like, yeah. School or since <laughs> the wedding or since your last vacation or whatever it is. Yeah. So, um, Let's say, let's say you're starting off at 300 pounds and you really want to be at 200. Well, one way to, to frame each step along the way, you know, you got a couple of different methods that you can use, but one of them that, that works really well is thinking about when you actually went above that weight for the first time 
And so when you establish that new high weight, that new high watermark, so let's say you, you just crossed 250 pounds. Well, when did you first get to 250 pounds? So if that was six years ago, then, then you just made a six-year victory. You just undid six years worth of weight gain, and that's a huge victory. You should take a minute to celebrate that. You should, um, you should realize it and, and make it real, cement it in your mind. And let it propel you to, you know, even the next pound. The next pound may have just been, you know, another week or something like that. But um, another five pounds might have been a whole another year um, that you stayed pretty much at that weight. So um, it's just, it's good to go back. If you have any uh, weight charts, um, like I know that that helped you during your journey. Um, you used to go back and, and pull those old weights. And I went back to some of my old apps to see exactly when I crossed over certain lines. So I could say I'm at a seven year low. That's, that's huge because I had never done that before. And it took me three, six, nine, 12 months to get there. And I've kept it off or continued to go down for three, six, nine or 12 mm -hmm. months after. Yeah. Right. So when I think about this and you're like, yeah, when's the last time? So if I was on my, my heaviest up to, well, back in the powerlifting days, I was, close to 260 at one point, but it was, mm -hmm. you know, 20 inch arms and a 22 inch neck. So it was like, you know, I had a big old, the belly, but everything else was bigger as well. You know, yeah. you gotta uh, be able to carry those Atlas stones, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but other than that, my highest, when I wasn't in that phase, that year or two phase, when I was doing that type of lifting, um, and eating like 4,500 calories a day and three bags of frozen chicken breasts a week. Anyway, um, it was like 245, like 243.7 actually. So okay. um, on my way up to 260, I was like, oh, 243 was a stopping point at one point, right? Mm -hmm. So on your, so the roller coaster, the yo-yo, which is the up, down, up, down, up, down. So on the latest uptick, when you pass a mile marker or you pass something like, oh yeah, I went on vacation and I was able to work my butt off for six months to get down to 225 and I felt decent. Right. But then when I got back, I was back to 232. And then I started to tick up again. So it's like that, those things, those life events that you have an emotional connection to, um, you know, is really framing it through the way you're talking about, but then also realizing like there's an emotion that comes with that. So when you make a decision, there's always, when you make a decision to make a big change, right? There's always an emotional connection to do that. Right. Right. Like there's, there's some type of emotion. Like if you talk to any salesperson, I'm not good at sales. If you talk to any salesperson, um, it's, it's getting you to an emotional state where you're going to make a decision, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need to get pushed there if it's in terms of your health um, and you're, you've been following a certain model for decades and it's not working. Sometimes you need to like have the, you know, kind of a little wake up call. Right. And taking that emotional connection to that, that new low that you haven't had since the event, since the high school, since you haven't worn a 36 pant in whatever it was, right? Mm -hmm. yep. I mean, that is huge. And it's the opposite. It's, it's almost like the opposite of what we're programmed to do. Mm -hmm. And it's the opposite of the whole eat less, move more uh, kind of thing where you're, you're looking at these tiny little, um, little increments and tiny little wins that you're trying to keep up and you're trying to go. And so let, let's ignore the fact that the science just doesn't work, the insulin is going to keep those set points up higher. Um, 
but even, even if that did work, you only have 10 or 15 pounds to lose. Maybe, um, those wins are so tiny and you need to stack them up so closely together for so long that it's, that's when willpower comes in and you have your next, you know, slip up or date night or, or something else. You just, you just say no one too many times and you go, ah, no, it's okay. I'm just going to go ahead and live tonight. And then when, when you tick backwards just a little bit on the scale, um, then it becomes a little bit harder to keep pushing forward. And then that's usually where we go off the rails with, with a traditional eat less, move more diet. And, and not to say that eat less, move more doesn't work short term because there's a lot of studies that show that, right? But they also don't right. take into account people that have metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance, um, you know, a decrease in insulin sensitivity, things that are undiagnosed by your standard testing. So yeah. if you're not getting the results and it's not showing up on a test yet, okay, well, let's look at the easiest way to create a caloric deficit and reprogram your habits. Yeah, even like, you know, as small as 30 to 40 pounds um, that you need to lose, that you're above an ideal weight um, for your body size, that's enough to have a level of insulin resistance that's going to make it really, really difficult to stack up those wins with eat less, move more. You're really going to have to shift over to a time, uh, a time basis instead of a small calorie deficit, um, for your, for your diet technique. Right. And that, and that's the thing, the, the more you do it and the more you end up in the same place, the less likely you're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that, yeah. that probably bastardized, uh, cliche, uh, quoted phrase of insanity. Yeah. You do the yeah. same thing over and over again. Right. Like, yeah, you knew where I was going with that. So I did it. Um, yeah, it's just, <sighs> It's, it's in the, and I don't want to go too, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole all the way. I don't want to take the red pill in this moment, but I think we should make a whole episode conversation around the change your mind, change your life concept. Mm -hmm. And that most of the plans fail because they're at the center of your life where fasting allows you to put life at the center and then live your life with the plan while still getting these small wins along the way, the programmed in these psychological wins. Yeah. So you can still get the drastic change without having to completely restrict, omit, trend, change, you know, cause nobody likes to change. So if you know, nobody, nobody likes to, to do all of the, the dirty work on the eat less, move more. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, after the first 30, 60 days, you hit your flat first plateau and boom, it blows up. So yeah. Um, I think framing it this way just reiterates and re, um, uh, you know, puts another layer of insulation there that, you know, the life should be at the center and then the plan, which is fasting and how to use that timing to your, to your advantage layered mm-hmm. with this, you know, I already had this meal mindset. Like it, it's just, it's amazing. And I, I just love where it's going. That's awesome. Um, I, I think I think we should jump into an action step. What do you think? Yeah, I was I was actually about to chat you that because you're usually going to drop an action step. So well, so I was just thinking, what what could we do to take some action right here? So I think this would be a good point because um, you know it, you you may have downloaded the Fast Start Guide, you may have gotten it today, you may have gotten it a month ago, you may have gotten it four months ago, and I don't know if you took action on it or not. Only you know that, but it's, it's time to ask yourself, (laughs) it's time to ask yourself, 
if you didn't take action on it, why not? And are you ready to now finally take some action? So we have the mini masterclass, which we didn't have at the very beginning. So if you needed a little more explanation, we have it. Go get it. Um, but I think a good action step now, besides just, just re-engaging, going, yeah, re-engaging, going back to to where you were at that moment when you decided to download the Fast Start Guide and get started, um, would be even if you didn't take any action on it, um, just take your first step. Even if you don't really feel a hundred percent comfortable, you heard that. Um, that, that motto before, just act as if, fake it till you make it. Just take the first step and just fake it till you make it. Just do one step and then go from there because you do that, take the first step, get a win or two under your belt and it, it's, it's going to keep getting easier with each step along the way. Mic drop. That's it? That's it. I'm done, sir. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. So, you've heard today's episode, and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter, where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. Fasting for Life.